Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Pure love and sincere. Delicious. That's something that they say in Brazil that they don't say in America. They say, that's so delicious. This is so delicious, right? Delicioso. But... Weird stuff. You don't just say it about food. You say it about other weird stuff. Like, like a moment. Like an example. Yeah, like a moment is delicious. A moment can't be delicious. The, the sun. It's not delicious. the same. Not the same. All right. Well, guys, welcome back to another podcast of Faith and Family Fellowship. This is actually our first video podcast. What? Uh, Chris Busher. He said, hey, by June... The end of June or the beginning of July, I want you guys to do your first video podcast. And I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. For one, we live in Brazil, and it's difficult to get the right equipment to do this. And then we actually took a trip here to to the south, Rio Grande do Sul. Did I say it right? Yeah. Rio Grande do Sul to where Marcelli is from. And so we took advantage of our coronavirus time, our quarantine time, and now we are here in the south for almost a month now. And it's been pretty good. And actually, while we've been here... My computer broke, and we haven't actually put out a podcast for almost a month now. Yeah. The whole entire month of June, we haven't recorded anything because my MacBook broke. And as you know, MacBooks are expensive. And then, counting in Brazil, they're so much more expensive. The cheapest computer I found for a MacBook was, what, 13000 hey eyes or something crazy. That's like two more than $2,000. And I'm like, we can buy a car. Crazy. We could buy a car. And so we're, we decided, hey, maybe we shouldn't buy a new computer right now. Maybe we should just buy a, a car. And so we're kind of in the journey of that, but God is good. And so since the computer broke, we've been taught a lot. God has been speaking to us a lot, Marcy. And I have prepared three things, each of us, that God has spoken to us since we've been here. And mine are actually since before that. Mine are since the coronavirus started in the first place. First off, this right here, I don't know if you guys can see it, but this is called Shimahau, also known as Mate. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mate. Perfect. Can you tell them what this is? What is it? This is definition for Dallas. The easiest way to say it's like a tea, but it's a herb. It's an herb. Mm-hmm. You can plant at three, and then you make this powder, this green powder, and this becomes our shimahan. We put with hot water, and uh, there's some that are with sugar. Terere. Terere, it's with lime. With lime, lime and juice very cold. and ice and sugar. It's but this so is the good. hot one. It's perfect for um, cold day. And when you're tired of drinking just coffee or drinking just a lot of tea. And this is just kind of water with some flavor of herb. And makes good for you. It Side note. You. 
Brazilians drink it in the South like it's water. They drink yeah. this more than water. It's so yeah. crazy. And that's true. And this has caffeine a little yep. too. Caffeine so energy, energy mm -hmm. for you to work. We like it. And so there you go. If you've never heard of Shimahau before, now you know. There's a lot of strange things in Brazil that I've learned to love. Pastel, brigadeiro, palja queijo, coxinha, cheese. Cheese in the south. It's delicious. So many good things. And actually, I've been here in Brazil for a year next Friday. One week and a day, I'll be here for one year. It's been crazy. It's just been... If you would have told me one year ago when I got on an airplane to come to Brazil that I would be married one year later to a beautiful woman, oh. I would not have believed you. I wouldn't have believed you. It's just... Just crazy. And so, Marcy, can you start with this, actually with a prayer? Ooh. In Portuguese or English? <laughs> I don't know. English. Okay. I can pray in Portuguese at the end. She can pray in English in the beginning. Okay, go ahead. Dear God, thank you so much for this moment. And we pray for you to give us wisdom while we speak and put some confidence in other people too when they are listening, God. And keep teaching us. Thank you so much because of the things that you're doing in our lives. We can see it. We can feel it. We can see the changes. Thank you for your protection. And even with this, even with this sickness, thank you for protecting our families and uh, protect the world and make them to, to see your glory, God, and ask for your help in this moment because they need you, Father. Thank you so much for everything. We love you so much, Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity to share your love. Amen. Amen. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet. It's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. So guys, we're here. We're going to do it. And we're really excited. We've been talking about doing podcasts together, doing videos together for a while now, but we're finally able to do it. So we're excited. I'm really, really pumped about it. So yeah. Marcy. You can begin. You can just, just do your thing. Just start. Okay. We were talking about the things that God has been speaking to us in this uh, coronavirus, this season of coronavirus and during our marriage. It's four months. has been four months, right? Since We marriage? got married. You yeah. don't remember? <laughs> What? Four months, Dallas. Yes, yes. Four months. And uh, we also got into marriage when the coronavirus started to quarantine started so we got to know each other a lot more because we had work to see each at other home. every day yes we work at home Horrible. and we have to do <laughs> everything <laughs> together 
and uh, we learn. And of course, we have our secret secret time with God. And that was going to start telling people what God has been speaking to you this well, time. No, I just gave it to you. I said you. Start. You want me to start? Yes, but but but. I want to say that, yes, we got married right before coronavirus quarantine happened. We were actually on our honeymoon when they started closing things down. And so yeah. it was a huge transition. Not only were we beginning our lives together, living together, but the coronavirus happened and everything shut down. It was so crazy. And so the beginning of our marriage was unlike a lot of other people's marriages uh, in the way that God used it. But also God is good and he was able to use it. And we learned so much being together every second of the day. There was times even when we had to take time and be like, hey, I'm going to be on this side of the house for a few minutes and you're going to be on this side of the house for a few for a few minutes. We had to just separate for a second and regather ourselves. This yeah. is not true. You this is true. It's so true. needs like to be two close times, to two me. Two times we did this, okay? When I need it, he always All right. running after me. So <sighs> I don't have free time. So I'm kidding. Yes, I'll start. So beginning with the marriage, um... Love and sacrifice. That's the first thing that God's taught me since the quarantine started is because, of course, getting married, that's a whole different side of love. That's a whole different side of sacrifice. And so as we prepare and pray for a marriage, you know, we want to be married one day. And what I did, I was like, oh, yeah, marriage is going to be great. It's going to be perfect. I knew it wasn't going to solve my problems. I knew that. We've actually had a lot of conversations about that before we got married, while we were engaged. This is not going to solve our problems. That's not what marriage is supposed to be because Jesus is the one who does that. But it was so cool because I got to learn what marriage was like. I got to, of course, as we all do, but I got to see it from a different perspective. I got to see Jesus in Marcelli in a different way. I've never seen it before. There's intimacies in marriage that I never even considered thinking about. When I dreamed of being married, when I dreamed of my wife, I never imagined those intimacies that are there. That I was like, and thinking back now, I'm like, wow, like people who are married have these intimacies. Like my parents have these intimacies that I never even imagined. And it's so beautiful. Marriage is so cool. And so if you guys aren't married, pray for that. There's a, there's a thing that we've talked about before. It's, are you the person that the person you were looking for is looking for? And, and you say it a different way. How do you say it? You said it's similar to that, but it was a in a different case. way. I okay. say it in Portuguese. In a Portuguese way, yeah. And so it's really cool. And so what God was speaking to me was Ephesians 5.25. And this is what it says. It says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And that's enough. I mean, that's all I need to read here and be like, wow, that's my first calling. My first calling for Marcelli and for God is to love her like Christ loves the church. And there's times when we're having a discussion or maybe we don't agree on something. And I have to remember, what would Jesus do to the church? If, if Marcelli was the church and I was Jesus in this situation, how would this happen? What would Jesus do? He wouldn't leave them if he's frustrated. He wouldn't say some bad remark back to them. That's what I had to learn. And it's like, wow, this is so cool. And so it's crazy. And sometimes it's even hard at times. But that's what, what God has been speaking to me is that I'm supposed to love Marcelli like Jesus loves the church. And it's really cool because that's something you were praying about to yeah. have a husband like that too. And I think all Christian women should pray for that. Is that, do you agree? Of course. All women should pray that they have a husband that loves them like Christ loves the church. So that's my first thing. Marcy, your first thing. Go ahead. I think it's, um, I like it while you say, you know, that we were about to say something like that about marriage. And um, I didn't either. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, preparation. Uh, there's there has been always seasons in my life or times that God has been preparing me and separating me in a season like there's nothing, almost nothing to do, and I have to prepare myself for the next season that God is going to come. It's kind of complex, but God wants me to learn some things before put me in the next season, and um, this happened happened with me a lot, and this include it includes. Get closer to God, pray, and um, learn something new in His Bible to be ready for the next season. And uh, something that happened about a marriage, something very important, is to pray before. Even if someone uh, says that this is not a fair tale, this is not going to change uh, who you are after marriage, and I don't know, a lot of things that doesn't help that much. But you need to pray. And I prayed a lot for some the way I wanted my husband to be. And um, I see a lot of these things in Dallas and more than I was expecting. And this is promises to God for me. And I heard him saying, many people said, you want a prince. You want Jesus. Even my mom, she said, you want Jesus. Jesus is in heaven. And you can't have it. And I... Okay, mom, but he, he can be like, he can be like this. And I decided to believe. And in this season where I was being prepared, I needed to believe in God and he was going to fulfill my dreams, my promises, the promises that he put in my life. And this preparation time, always with devotions, always in learning the Bible and seeking God. This is the time of preparation for me. Learning what, listening what God has to say for us. This is my first point. Good. Get really prepared good. for the next season. Really good. And when she couldn't find that guy, she settled for me. <laughs> no, that's a joke that a friend of ours said the other day about his marriage. It was really funny, but it's funny when he said it. My second point is to be with Jesus. To be with Jesus in Acts chapter 4. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated and common men. They were astonished. They, were, they have recognized that they had been with Jesus. And so my point for this that God was speaking to me is that all I want in this season, I don't want to pick a side as all the crazy things are happening in the world. Black lives matter. All lives matter. The, the chaos that's happening. Mm -hmm. Marcella and I prayed about it and we decided that we don't have to pick a side. We just have to pick the one side that's the plumb line and that's Jesus. He's the only one that will never change. The only one that will always stay the same and that I can always count on and depend on it. And that's the side we're picking. And so as I was reading this verse a couple times, it was that they they saw the boldness of them, even though they were uneducated and common. Can I stop you for a minute? Yes, go ahead. Like uh, the glory has been given to other things, even craziness of the world are like things that are happening now. But the glory, it's all to all these things. And mm -hmm. even it's like, I hate this and it's horrible, but the conversations... Uh, the internet, the information, the TV, it's all about this. Mm -hmm. And supposed not be. This is this for me comes from the evil because our focus should be in Jesus. He is the one that can help us in this situation. He is the one that can change all the situation. And the glory has to always be for him. That's it. Yeah, thank you. That's good. And that we I am uneducated. I am a common man. Marcelli went to seminary. Praise God for that. But I am an uneducated man, and so all I want people to see me as is 
a man who has been with Jesus. And so, yes, I'm a common man. Yes, I'm uneducated. But my calling, my point, my second calling right now in my life is to go out and for people to recognize that I've been with Jesus. That's the point. Who do you want to be remembered by or remembered as? That's so important. When you die, do you want people to remember you as a man? Oh, he really loved his family. Oh, he really loved to work. He was a hard worker. Like, what do you want? And I want people to look at Dallas Montague when he's dead and say, this man has been with Jesus. This man loves the Lord. He followed him. He has integrity. And that's what I want. And so that's that's the most important thing for me in my life right now is to first honor God, second, love my wife like Jesus loves the church, and to look at me and to see that I've been with Jesus. Honey? Okay. My second point was when I was doing a devotion, and the devotion was very simple, very simple. It was on the phone because I was kind of lazy and I was reading fast. But that said, uh, a woman that she made a list about Luke 19. And I, I don't believe there's a worship list, how to praise and worship God in that list um, in Luke 19. So I was like, okay, I'd rather I should say it. I was lazy to read, but I, that was started to burning me. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to have a picnic outside with God. Let's learn it. Let's understand what this woman was saying. God spoke to her. I want it. Listen that too. And I was uh, reading and was talking about Zacchaeus. I don't know how they say it. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. <coughs> and uh, all that you can read, you can read your Bible and then you can check what I'm saying here. But the things that God talked to me and this man, he wanted to see Jesus. And this is what we have to do. We have to see, want to see Jesus, want to see Jesus. And, uh, and he was a short man. He wasn't tall and he had a challenge uh, to see Jesus there it was a place crowded of people so he couldn't see Jesus and Jesus couldn't see him he wanted to see him so he needed to go to a tree and step on it and climb it mm -hmm. to see Jesus Jesus saw him and he came close to him and he said Zacchaeus come fast come fast to me I want to stay in your house today Jesus said that to him. I wonder if he would say that to me or to you, for you. You know, of course. Jesus loves us. He died for us. He want to stay in our house. He want to come to our house. So receive him like Zacchaeus received him with happiness, rejoicing his presence in his house. Ah, my note here was like, we have to do everything to want to see Jesus, to see Jesus. There's no excuses if you're too short, if it's it's crowded, if you think it, you're not worth it, if you have a lot of sins. Zacchaeus had a lot of sin. If you study the story behind, you can understand who he was that time. Um, Zacchaeus started to say to Jesus, and I will give half of my possessions to the poor and I'll have if I have cheated anybody of out of anything I will pay back four times the amount. So he wanted to give it all to Jesus. He wanted to give all back to the poor. He wanted to give all for the people that he, he stole something and four more times. So it was a lot. Doesn't matter how much he needed to give, he wanted to give all and more to have this salvation in Jesus. So this is what we need to do. Doesn't matter how much we have in our lives, we have to give it all to Jesus. 
if we got some famous uh, followers or richness, give it all to Jesus to get the salvation. Of course, this is by grace. We don't need to do this, but uh, we also need to give our hearts. This is what this guy was showing. He needs to give out his heart. And before he said these things to, to Jesus, people said, Oh, Jesus, you're going to talk to the sinner? You're going to have dinner in his house? He's a, he's a sinner. Why are you going there? So people were judging, judging Jesus, judging the guy because he was a sinner. And after he said that he wanted to give all the possessions and everything that he had to get the salvation, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is son of Abraham for the son of man came to, to seek and to save what was lost. Uh, today salvation came to this house. So Jesus felt that. Jesus knew that it was pure from his heart. People could judge him. People could say that he was a sinner, but that was pure. Came from his heart and Jesus knew it. Salvation came to his house. And uh, Jesus also confirms who he is. This is what God, Jesus is always going to, to do with us. Say who we are in him. He said that he is a son of Abraham. For them was something very important to be son of Abraham. Tells a lot about who these people are. But for us, we are in a different time in the history. God is still going to affirm us. He's still going to tell us the truth about us. And for the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. And as people were saying, he's a, he's a sinner. This guy is lost. Yeah, Jesus came for this guy that was lost. So he came for all people that was lost. I was lost. Dallas was lost. Really and lost. Yeah, I was oh, lost man. in drugs. <laughs> I was lost because I didn't born in a family that has mm -hmm. Christian background. So Jesus picked me and I'm choosing you. I'm saving you. And this is what he wants to do with many people, with everyone, but not everyone is going to accept. We have to share this. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. I think this is so cool because it's connecting what I read in Acts 4, the common and uneducated man, and that's talking about Ezekiel as well, is that he was a normal man, a tax collector, a thief, of course, but he was too short. He, didn't, he wasn't qualified, right? Mm -hmm. These men were not qualified but they still had been with Jesus. This man, who was a criminal, who was a sinner, had been with Jesus. Jesus came to him. And so I think it's so cool how God was speaking things to me and speaking things to you differently, different <laughs> times, different scriptures, but it's about the same message. That's so cool. I just now noticed that. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. You can keep and this is a cool thing about marriage. And um, Oh, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, like okay. something God talks to us. This is something I wanted to say before. Uh, God is still molding us personally. Mm -hmm. He is still changing us and moving in our hearts personally. Us together, molding us together, yeah. but also personally. You have these things. I'm going to work with you in this part. I'm going to work with Dallas in this. So he thinks of each of us. Mm -hmm. Now we are together, but God is going to work in, us, in our needs. And like many times... Uh, when I was getting crazy, I was worried, I was feeling bad. Uh, 
That was Jesus for me. God touched his heart to treat me with compassion, with mercy when I didn't deserve because I was being bad. I was being crazy and upset. And he said lovely words when I didn't deserve and uh, when I was being bad to him. So this is what Jesus would do. Jesus would treat you good. Jesus would help you with compassion. And yeah, we, we've seen that both ways in our marriage. Yeah. Between me for you and you for me both. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure this is not just about you. Oh, that is good. You know, mm, it's because Jesus is good and Jesus put this in him. And then we are well. not good without Jesus. We're here. We're horrible people. We are. And when we are far from him, you can see through our acts, they're not so wise. They're not mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. You know, good. Uh, even being Christians, we have our, mm -hmm. our not so good moments and we look to each other. Go seek Jesus, please. <laughs> like you need it. <laughs> and it's so real too. <laughs> yeah. And then it's talking about um, other things, about what Jesus is going to give you. It's about the parable of the ten minus. Mm -hmm. Minus, I minus. think. Okay. This is a time that Jesus was telling people that a king left and he said for, for his men, employees, uh, put this money to work, he said, until I come back. And for this, Jesus wanted to teach something. So we need to put not his money to work, but to make his things to fruitify in our hands. What he gives us to do, we need to make it to fruitify. Fruitful. fruitful. Need to make this fruitful mm -hmm. in our hands. That, that's what Jesus wants. And then I'm not telling about the part that is not happy in this because there are the other men that they, they mm -hmm. weren't fruitful. Mm -hmm. But Jesus said, promises to the ones that are going to be fruitful. Because you have been tr trustworthy in a very small matter, uh, take change of 10 cities. Mm -hmm. So, this is the verse 16, uh, 17. And then he says again, he replied, I'll tell you that to everyone who has more will be, more will be given. Uh, who has been trustworthy? Trustworthy. We have to be like this to Jesus, just worth it with the things that he puts in our hands. And he's going to put in us in more, not to have like, I want more. I want to have more opportunities and be called higher. Um, At the end of the day, it's all for his glory. Yeah, but yeah. it's for him. For for people could be look small, but for us, we know that we are getting something to serve Jesus because we love him and we want to serve him. And then after this, Jesus was talking of the triumphal entry. The triumphal entry. Uh, Jesus was saying for the disciples, go to the village ahead of you. And as you... Don't I read this? Yeah, I'll read this for you. Go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Tell him the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it, just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Yeah. Okay. So, the Lord Jesus said, If someone asks, If anyone asks, Say that I need it. And they went, they did what Jesus wanted them to do, and they replied. They said, The Lord needs it. 
So, what we learn here? We have to do what Jesus says for us to do and we have to say what he says for us to say. Mm -hmm. Because... That'll preach. That's good. That's real good. <laughs> we have to be obedient to mm -hmm. Jesus. Say what he says for us. And keep going in this part. It just confirms. Then other things that show us how to worship God. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. So, Jesus is going to make miracles in our lives. He did a lot in the past. Mm -hmm. so God much. make all the time miracles and uh, he takes care of us and he needs to be praised and he needs to be glorified. And we have to sing for him. Mm -hmm. We have to raise our, our voices to him and put our knees on the ground for him because he deserves he's our father he is the one that takes care of us this is a way to praise and worship him and then other important thing that was like i was saying that we be obedient and say what jesus says for us to say and the 40 uh luke 19 40 he says i tell you he replied if they keep oh before that uh, some of the Pharisees in the crowd say to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Like, make your disciples to be quiet. Uh, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. So, doesn't matter if someone says for you to be quiet when you're talking about Jesus. Speak. Keep, yeah, keep talking, keep speaking, because our stones will cry out. So, God wants us to speak through him he uses us to speak he uses you to speak so let him speak don't forget the knowledge don't use just the spirit talking to your ear but don't forget to have the knowledge of the bible and then jesus was sad he cried because many people didn't see didn't recognize the opportunity uh that god was given to them and they didn't recognize the the time of god in coming to them so this makes Jesus sad, something that we can't lose. We can't lose the opportunities that God gives to us, the opportunity of belief in Him because He comes, He calls us. Don't lose the opportunity. If God is talking to you for you to come back to Him, live your life of sin or come closer to Him, believe, don't lose because He cries when you don't come to Him. And other people need to listen and this talking about other things in my life too. We can't lose opportunities that he gives to us. Opportunities to serve. I lost some opportunities to, to serve God because I wasn't paying attention. And now I see. That's the like, truth. That's the honest truth. Is that if we had our eyes open more, we could see these things where God was trying to lead us into. Yeah, yeah. totally. And um, what more? Uh, something beautiful that when Jesus was... Jesus provided a temple and say for everyone to to let people leave and clean his his temple and he was there preaching and people were fascinated by his words people are fascinated by his words and this is what we have to find his fascinating words to us we have to seek it and Jesus, ha Jesus has these words for you, and Jesus has, Jesus wants you to say His words, too. Mm -hmm. This is, 
the second point the guy was talking to me. I love. Before we we recorded this video, I was like, "Hey, Mar, record or prepare less because she's very critical and she likes to prepare, prepare, prepare a bunch of stuff." And then she tries to stick to it. And I think she does better when she doesn't prepare as much. And you had so much to say. It's so cool. Thank you for sharing your second point. My last and final point. What, do you agree or disagree? Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Is the most exciting because it's what God's speaking to me now. He actually spoke this to me yesterday. and Actually, two days ago. And it's so, so cool. And it's about righteousness. Righteousness. That word is so heavy on me right now. It's... It's like hearing it for the first time, really. Righteousness. And this is the verse that I read. Uh, Psalm 92, 12, it says this. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. The righteous flourish like a palm tree. Have you guys ever seen a palm tree? If you haven't, please go to the beach. Go beautiful. somewhere beautiful. Go to Hawaii. Go to Brazil. Yeah, somewhere bella. to see palm trees. It's so beautiful. And so they flourish. They're so tall. They're so long and strong trees they blow in the wind and they stay stay in their place and so the righteous flourish like a like a palm tree the second is proverbs 21 3 to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the lord than sacrifice okay that's more acceptable to the lord than sacrifice righteousness is greater than sacrifice and as i talked about in the beginning about marriage that there's a lot of sacrifices in marriage being a missionary here, I talked about that too. Being here for one year and one week, there's been a lot of sacrifices. It's different culture, different, diff- lots of different things. My grandma died when I was here and I wasn't able to go back to her funeral. There's been so many things that have been sacrifices, but those sacrifices are void when it's not followed after righteousness. First comes righteousness. It's the righteousness of God that's first important. And then after that, then we can make those sacrifices for God. Something else we were talking about the other day was about uh, the sacrifices they used to make in the Old Testament, right? Mm -hmm. They would make sacrifices Mm -hmm. for God. And then then he said, your sacrifices mean nothing to me because it's just idle. What did he say exactly? That it was, it meant nothing to him. He's annoyed by it. God was annoyed by their their sacrifice that meant nothing to them. And so I think a lot of times we go to God, we go to church, we pray. Even we pray, we pray to God and we forget who God is. We pray to God and we forget how important he is and what a good father is, how big he is. And we just, dear God, thank you for this meal. And then we pray about things for us and we forget about other people. We just make it this small routine and it sucks because God is so much bigger than that. He's so much greater. And Um, yeah, that's in Isaiah. Stop Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. And then there's more there in Isaiah chapter one. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. That's so, that's all I read for here. That's so good because we need to be righteous. Yes, we can serve God in a church. We can be a pastor, a missionary. But if it's not followed after righteousness, it's pointless. Because like you said, defend the cause of the fatherless and plead plead the case of the widow. And what, what we're trying to say with this is you can do all these things for God, but we are known by our fruits. 
She said it earlier in her second point that they're known by their fruits. And so, yes, we can serve God, but are they going to look at you and see this man has been with Jesus or this man is a false man? He, this man comes with a counterfeit, you know? That's not who I want to be. I want to be the man who they look at and say, yes, this man is a righteous man. A righteous man's prayers are heard. A righteous man's prayers are honored. And so it's so exciting for me, so cool, because when the church is open back up, I'm going to preach a message on righteousness. I have to. I'm so excited about righteousness. So guys, live righteous. If there's something in your life that you know is wrong, cut it out. Just cut it out. Jesus can do it. So Mark, your third and final point. Now that point is about, I was listening to a song and it really talked to me, really touched my heart. It's Mm, you've always been unspoken. This is the band. And we'll put a link down in the below. You guys can take a look at it, but for the copyright, we won't play the song. Yeah. And um, it was about Jesus is my everything. And I was thinking uh, about my life that this is so real. Jesus has been my everything. Many times in my life, I felt alone and I felt like nobody was there to help me. And many times, like, or my pastors were traveling or didn't have around me an older and a wise woman to help me. And um, I felt alone in this time. And I didn't born in a Christian family. So, or I need to be example for them or I follow the example. And this is not so easy. Uh, so, and I don't have a father and I don't have brothers and sisters, but I always wanted to. But when I met Jesus, I told my testimony in another video too, he became my father. God became my father and he completed my heart and I didn't suffer anymore because of this. But if you're thinking many times in your Christian life, you're walking and not always you're going to have a wise woman to walk with you or a wise man to walk with a man and a pastor very, very close to you. Sometimes they're busy. And you can try to talk, but in other moments, they're not always, every single day in your house. Mm -hmm. So you're going to feel alone. But you have to remember, like I did, uh, Jesus have to be our everything. Jesus have to be our brother, our sister, our mother, mm -hmm. our friends. Sometimes we don't have friends when we move. Like I move it a lot. <laughs> Moving to Brazil alone. <laughs> yeah, of inside of Brazil. Right? Inside of Brazil. No, no, not just you. Just I was saying for my life. You need to look at mm -hmm. Jesus and he, he is going to be everything for you. Everything that you need. Mm -hmm. You just need to put your trust, your trust in him. And thinking about my teenager time when I, I met Jesus, I was 15 years old. And that time I get I got passionate for him and for his Bible, um, but not always. And I went to the church every Sunday, but I, that wasn't enough for me. And to start serving was too early. I needed to learn first. So I was doing devotions at home and Jesus taught me so much, so much. And I wanted to be a girl that, a Jesus girl, a Jesus girl that follows Jesus and pleases him and follows him. And then growing up and be a woman of God very wise and this is in process of course and Jesus has been teaching me so much and I could avoid a lot of mistakes of course I did a lot of mistakes but with knowledge of Jesus we can have a better life we can have 
so much joy in our lives that we couldn't if we didn't trust him, even being a Christian. And a lot of things about my past, uh, never someone said for me, Marcy, uh, in your future, you're going to have a great life, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, or preach, or sing, or whatever, you know, prophesying something in my, in my life. Nobody said that. But there was things that God talked to me. And until today, God has been fulfilling my pr the promises that He put in my heart. Nobody said. For Dallas, for example, people said some things to him and that he would be he would do some things. And he decided to believe on that. And it happened. But for me, nobody said it. I was like jealous. Why God didn't put someone to say that to me when I was younger? But I decided to believe and trust in him, even though. We were talking about this the other day and what inspired this video. And actually something I wish I would have said then that I know now is that maybe God didn't give you verbally those promises, but there's so many in the word promises for you, promises for you, promises for me in yeah, the word. There's so many promises. So I thought that was really cool. And I wish I would have said that because it was so wise. I was like, man, I should have said that in the moment, but I forgot. Yeah. I didn't think of it then, but now I did. Um, there's promises like that says in the Bible mm -hmm. for you and think that he is going to speak with his Holy Spirit for you and you have to decide to believe or not and I decided to believe what God was speaking to me that's why I went also to the seminary and I forgot also to say about this part of the music is those many times alone where there was anybody around Jesus was my savior, my sustainer, my healer, my redeemer, again and again and every time that I needed to be healed, to be to be held by him, he was there. And for many people, for many people that comes and, and share their testimonies with us, so believe that he will be there if you're feeling alone or feel that you don't have friends, he's there for you. And and then God put people around you wonderful people around you to love you and for you to love for you to be friends and have brothers and sisters in the church god put people around you that's so it good. well that's all your, that's your third point yeah well guys thank you so much for joining us in this video we want to make a lot more videos uh we've been planning on it it's something that god's put on our heart but we're just kind of afraid to step into but we're gonna do it i mean what we did today we just did it and that's it. We just turned the camera on and started yeah, talking. Yeah, and so. after Jesus saying, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry mm -hmm. out. So yeah, we, we got to speak it out. And so <laughs> speak it out. someone told me once, only preach what you're willing to practice. And so Marcelli is saying, don't let the rocks cry out. We're not going to let the rocks cry out. We're going to post videos even if they are bad, even if they're just <laughs> terrible quality. Yeah, but it's... But since we're going to do it. We're about do Jesus it. and about... Yeah, so for his glory. So yeah, guys, thank you so much. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, do it. Because it's going to be here in a few days. Dallas and Marcelli, Montague missionaries. So it's going to be really cool. We're excited about what God's doing. So we love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.